You're listening to the Toledo City Paper. Reader and radio listener. Voted Best of Toledo 2022. The best radio show and best podcast. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. In five, four, three, two. Initialize sequence now. The doctor is in. This is Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show. On air, online, anytime, on demand, at your fingertips. Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Podbean, Audible on Amazon, Facebook.com forward slash Randomosity Podcast, on X at Randomosity TOL, and this is Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show on Owens Community College. College Radio. It's October. Ooh. Ah. You know, I was walking around and had been to get a scoop of some of the uh, things we're going to be doing for the uh, quarter coming up for our quarterly exams. And I'm like, oh, scary. I might have to study. That's my joke for the day. So I hope you dig that. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the show today, shall we? All right, talking about my man John Carpenter today, the man responsible for the most successful horror film in history, Halloween. And not only is it the most successful horror film of all time, it's, um, I believe, the most successful independent film of all time. Nothing even comes close to this. Uh, he also is responsible for a number of other films, and we're going to um, rattle off a few here, uh, see if you recognize any of these. 1976, Assault on Precinct 13. 1980, The Fog. 1981, Escape from New York. 1982, The Thing. 1983, Christine. 1984, Starman. 1986, Big Trouble in Little China. 1987, Prince of Darkness. 1988, They Live. (laughs) This is like... This was like required watching when I was in high school. Every single one of these movies. 1992, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. 1994, one of my personal favorites, In the Mouth of Madness. 95, Village of the Dam. 96, Escape from L.A. 98, Vampires. 2001, Ghosts of Mars. 2010, The Ward. Good Lord. I... How do you compete with that? That is unbelievable. Whoo, buddy. Well, I think it's only proper then since we discussed it and uh, that's what we dis- and that's what we talked. I'm so flustered now talking about John Carpenter. This, this this guy's the man. He just is. Holy smokes. Since we talked about it at first, let's go ahead and get it knocked out right now. This is the theme to Halloween on Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show. The doctor is in.
My next guest directed a film called Halloween that became the most successful independent production in motion picture history. His latest film, about to open, is called The Thing. Please welcome John Carpenter. Hello, John. How are you? Good to see you, Mr. Walter. You know, uh, uh, civilians all the time hear claims about motion pictures that made more money, did uh, more money in one weekend, did more money in a half an hour. But this one, the most successful independent production in history. Give us an idea what that means. The movie cost $300,000 to make and it made $70 million. <laughs> 300000 to make. Yeah. You can pretty much do that in your basement. 300000 yeah, is a cheap, much, yeah. cheap film, cheap movie, right? Cheap movie. And $70 million? Worldwide to date, yeah. Good heavens. Now, do you get a lot of that? No, not a lot of it. No, a little bit of it. Yeah. Uh, you, you prefer doing an independent film, I would guess, huh? Well, I just started making uh, films with big studios, with Universal, and I kind of like it. It's fun. Yeah, are they treating you well? Because Very well. I read the, that you mentioned that the, sometimes a motion picture company, or a big one, would be kind of not the most fun to work with. I was worried when I went in because I thought maybe they'd take away control of the movie from me. I think that's what every director wants, yeah. is control of his film. They were wonderful. And so far, things are going oh, well. Oh, real well. Now, now, the thing, which we're going to see some uh, footage of, this is uh, pretty bizarre stuff here. Pretty strange. Now, is this... Uh, it's different from Halloween and Halloween too, huh? Yes. Uh, the thing is about... Uh, actually about a monster from outer space. Uh -huh. And um, we tried to make the king of the monster movies. And... Um, Rob Oteen did the uh, special effects, and I think you're going to see a scene from that. And, All right. Uh, it'll be self-explanatory. This is pretty scary, huh? Yeah, I guess All right. so. And uh, it's called The Thing, and we'll see a minute and a few seconds of that. Watch the monitors here. Then it's the story of a boy and his dog. Right. <laughs> my, my, now that, uh, 
Wow. You're listening to Randomosity with Dr. J. Thomas. And this is Toledo's only vinyl radio show. program here for Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show, celebrating the work of John Carpenter this week for the uh, our Halloween celebration, shall we say, for the month of October on the program. You know, John Carpenter is one of those guys that um, he gets his roses, but he doesn't. Anybody who is a fan 
of not just film, but the art behind it appreciates this man and loves his work and will talk at length about how great he is, not just as a filmmaker, but also as a composer. You see, each and every single one of these pieces of music that we will be playing on the show today was all composed by him. He did it himself. This is from Escape from New York, Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show, profiling the work of John Carpenter this week. story how you um, how you cleverly avoided um, an MPAA X rating on Assault on Precinct 13. I don't know how clever it was. Well we had a scene where a little girl gets killed with a with a gun and it's pretty horrible at the time explicit. I don't think I'd do it again but I was young and stupid. So there it is on the screen and, and the MPAA said they were going to give us an X. So the distributor of the movie, Ronnie Blonde, suggested just cut it out we'll show it to the MPAA and then we'll just let it go as it was and those were the old days when they they didn't check so much so that's what we did cleverly I don't know I don't think it was very clever it's pretty ham-fisted 
Well, the one thing I have to say about me as a composer, from my point of view, is I'm cheap and I'm fast, and I'm riff-driven, meaning that most of the most of the title themes in my films or most of the music is driven by a riff. <clears throat> if you think in rock and roll, the, the most famous riff-driven band is the Rolling Stones. I can say satisfaction to you, and you know the riff of it. Well, that's that's what I you know employ, not as successfully, but I use it. And uh, gee, on Assault, I had three days or two days to do the soundtrack. So I was on a synthesizer and a piano, and just uh, in that case, you don't score the film. What you what you do is you record three or four or five pieces of music that you can use in various places. And that's what I did in that case. Very quick, very fast, very uh, simple. And I was always been inspired by Bernard Herrmann, who had, was a composer who was, I think, probably the best, who had this incredible uh, impact using very simple means. And the best example of, of that being Psychos is, is a score with strings only. Uh, and his idea was it's more like knife, it's more razor edged. And then, then the scene in the shower with, the, with the, the kind of attacking string section. But his work is just amazing, beautiful stuff. The Hitchcock work, Bernard Herrmann. So that was inspired by him. I remember in one movie in, in Christine, the, the mixers, I did a, a, a particular piece of music for a scene and they said to me, we can use this under the whole movie. This it just supports what, what the mood. And it sits there invisibly. You're listening to Randomosity with Dr. J. Thomas. And this is Toledo's only vinyl radio show.
don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back after this on Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show. You're listening to Randomosity with Dr. J. Thomas. And this is Toledo's only vinyl radio show. Vinyl radio show. You're listening to the Toledo City Paper. Reader and radio listener. Voted best of Toledo 2022. The best radio show and best podcast. Victory is mine. Ah! This is Toledo's only vinyl radio show. Looking back on the work of one Mr. John Carpenter, I don't even think it's an argument. You know, we discussed the movie earlier, Halloween, the movie that not only changed the horror genre, but the independent film world as a whole. It's been deemed as culturally significant and it was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry. Uh, In 2002, uh, Carpenter was also the subject of a documentary film, The Man and His Movies. And if you get an opportunity, you should really check into uh, that documentary. Also, a number of interviews on YouTube with the man, and there was a really good one done uh, for the El Rey Network, and with uh, he and Robert Rodriguez. It's a little half-hour watch, and it's worth it. Watch it on a lunch break, man. Pull it up on your phone. It's definitely worth the view. Continuing with the work of one Mr. John Carpenter, this is one of my personal favorites from the movie In the Mouth of Madness on Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show. And by the way, check into this movie comes highly recommended by yours truly. Hardlow, the publisher of Kane's books. I'm a successful publisher, the head of an important publishing house. 
and dealing with this author's work. We have nothing to hide, Mr. Trent. I desire only our fair share if Kane is dead or our property if he's alive. Julie Carmen plays Linda Stiles, the publishing firm's top book editor. Kane is a billion-dollar franchise. He's a tentpole to this company. Kane's writing has been known to have an effect on his readers. I need to know if he's alive or dead, and I need that book. We've delayed publication as long as we can. Look at this. Map. Together, they go on a supernatural journey. We're not talking about reality here. We're talking about fiction. It's different, you know? A reality is just what we tell each other it is. Another style of of uh, musical composition, kind of Max Steiner esque. He's the kind of uh, he's the king of Mickey Mouse, which is that you Mickey Mousing is that you emphasize every movement on on the screen. And then it was in King Kong is a perfect example of a score that Mickey Mouse is boom 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 every move is hit with with music, and that's also great. The King Mickey Mouse nowadays, I would say, is probably John Williams. Uh, you shot Halloween um, once again on uh, a very low budget, $300,000, very quickly, 21-day schedule. Is that, in certain ways, kind of creatively invigorating <laughs> to be under that kind of pressure? You know, that's a great... It's a great fantasy to say that, that, how it, that having a low budget frees you. Actually, it's terrifying because you're never sure whether you're going to make it get all the work done so you're operating under in this enormous fear and and pressure and it's not freeing what it is is it's focusing like going into war it focuses you on as a director and saying okay 
I'm not going to be able to get the material, this material, this script done uh, the way I might prefer it. So let me approach this uh, in a different way. And how much can I get done in a single shot, in a wide shot that can carry me along? So I'm not reliant on a lot of setups, meaning camera, uh, you, you shoot something, light it, shoot it, then you move it and you have to relight it. And that just takes your time. So it's, uh, it focuses your attention and you have to just go for the essence of the scene. It's, it's very, uh, it's very good for a director to have to do that. I wouldn't say it's fun or pleasant. It's always nice to have enough time and money to do it. Always nice. You're listening to Randomosity with Dr. J. Thomas. And this is Toledo's only vinyl radio show.
You know, talking about influences, uh, one of the people, and I think this is an incredible, incredible compliment, one of the people that is cited as uh, being somebody who was influenced by John Carpenter was a man by the name of Hans Zimmer. Yes, the Hans Zimmer. If you're into classical music and film scores, you know who this man is. German film score composer and music producer. He's won two Oscars, four Grammys, been nominated for three Emmys and a Tony, and Zimmer was also named on the list of top 100 living geniuses. It's published by the Daily Telegraph in 2007. And the 2016 film The Void is considered by many critics and fans, really, to be heavily influenced by several of Carpenter's films. And if you haven't had the chance, check into it. You'll understand why. It's really something to see and hear. This is Randomosity. Toledo's only vinyl radio show. You, have a, radio you do a low-budget film and you don't have a lot of choices. So for The Mask or Michael Myers, we couldn't manufacture our own. So our production designer, Tommy Lee Wallace, went up to Burt Wheeler's magic shop on Hollywood Boulevard and he bought two masks. One was a clown mask. So killer wears a clown mask. There's a certain, I suppose, iconic image to that. The other choice, he bought a William Shatner mask, which is doesn't look anything like William Shatner, but it's a human face with some fake hair on it. And he spray painted it, kind of paled it down, and, and made the changed the hair a little bit and changed the eye holes. And that was more like what was written in the script. The script was written to say the pale features of a human face. It's a face mask, is what it meant to be. So that was the one that was the most effective. It was as simple as that.
it, having having a lot of time and money creates its own problems. Okay, but it's not necessarily a bad thing to have too much of anything. I don't think any director is going to tell you, oh my God, I have too much time on this film. That's just awful. But can't we cut some days out of this? Can we cut the budget down? This is just terrible. No, I mean, it's always better. But there are other pressures that go with that, that you trade off. Yes, you can take your time. You can shoot a film in the way you, you think is the best way to do it. But on the other hand, there are certain things that uh, it it's kills your uh, momentum in, in terms of there's something about a momentum in a film. If you can get the cast and the crew going at a speed, that shows up on the screen. And that's a problem. You gotta watch out for that in bigger budget movies. John Carpenter's The Fog. This is KAB Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here. And let me be the first to wish Antonio Bay a happy birthday. We're 100 years old today. And keep a watch out for that fog bank heading in from the east. 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unknown came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unnatural came out of the fog. Now, it has returned. One hundred years ago, between midnight and one, something evil came out of the fog. Now, it has returned. Who's there? The fog. Antonio Bay has a curse on it. We're all cursed. There's no water getting in here, but something awful cold, Ben. I think I'll go to Vancouver now. Where's the fog now? Well, it should be right outside my door now. Oh, there's something different about this fog. Dan, stay away from the door! Someone listen to me! Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. There's something in the fog. Stay away from the fog. From the creator of Halloween, the ultimate experience in terror and suspense. John Carpenter's The Fog, starring Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Houseman, Janet Lee as Kathy Williams, and Hal Holbrook as Father Malone. The Fog. What you can't see won't hurt you. It will kill you. Between midnight and one, it will find you.
Randomosity Toledo's only vinyl radio show is a production of Randomosity Podcast LLC. Copyright 2023-2024. No portion of this program may be rebroadcast, retransmitted, or reproduced without the express written consent of Randomosity Podcast LLC and this station. Thank you so much for joining us for our salute to John Carpenter this week on the program. The entire month of October, taking a look at the uh, different aspects of the horror genre, horror scores, filmmaking, music, maybe shock rockers, and maybe even radio shows. Yes, because next week we're going to dig into something that kind of gets glossed over, and that is, well, the early days of radio. And we're going to take a look at the work of Orson Welles. No, not War of the Worlds. We're going to take a look at one by him that kind of gets forgotten about. Don't you miss it? You're going to want to be there. This is Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dr. J. Thomas, and the doctor has left the office. Identify yourself, please. This is Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show. It is on, baby!